I also like the ending shots. Who oh boy, I will talk about them to death. Because I was surprised. I was quite surprised by how... Like, immaculate, I was, it's like, okay, they're gonna do, like, this grand sweep into, you know, Frankenstein, you know, dying at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert, but I guess you could already guess he dies at the end of the movie. Yeah, but, <laughs> franchise. And then, like, the two of them walking off into the sunset was done in the way that I wouldn't have imagined they would have done at this point. And I was, like, really surprised. Cinematic Fantastic. Batu, Barada, Nikto. I'll show you who I am, and what I am. Beaten by a werewolf and lives, becomes a werewolf himself. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Hello and welcome to the Cinematic Fantastic Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Weatherford. And your other host, William Weatherford. Get ready for opinions, dad jokes, and bad jokes, as we watch and review sci-fi and fantasy films from the classics of yesteryear to the new favorites of today. Hey dad, can I pick your brain about something? Okay, what do you want to pick my brain about? Uh, I want to pick it up and uh, swap it out for an entirely new one, because today we are doing a, a cinematic fantastic episode 38. We're on the final stretch toward uh, the end of the second season. Yes, we have very, very few episodes left to go, and we will be we will sew this one up. Uh, that doesn't mean the adventure is over. It just means this season is over, um, but we'll be doing some other cool stuff uh, as the re- rest uh, of the year comes sure in. Is the, uh, sure is the adventures of uh, the Frankenstein saga is coming to a close with this movie, The Ghost of Frankenstein, which is the fourth movie in the series. Uh, we have covered Frankenstein. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein, Son of Frankenstein, and now Ghost of Frankenstein is the last one in this saga of the monster's tale. Yes. Um, I, okay, I I really think that the first three uh, in the Frankenstein series uh, were actually really, really good. I mean, they still had those elements of it that, that made it... You know, they made the the early ones great. They they kept they kept it going even through Son of Frankenstein, and it still had that that. Uh, I like this movie. I really like this movie. I want to know why because it it is very different. I mean, it doesn't have Boris Karloff anymore. It's got it's got Lon Chaney's kind of doughy. I, mean, I know, like when goon people face. think of Frankenstein, they think of Frankenstein nineteen thirty one with Boris Karloff. That was the person who invented the look. Uh, when they're thinking of the Bride of Frankenstein, they're thinking of the Bride of Frankenstein from the Bride of Thra- Frankenstein. Right, right. 1937, I believe. Still, just Universal invented so much of what we have of Frankenstein. They invented Dracula with Bela Lugosi. Like, shoot, they invented, like, the Wolfman and, like, you know, Wolf... Uh, werewolf lore? Yes, yes. Like man. But but <laughs> here's the thing. You don't realize this, but that that's what makes some of these like core movies just really special. They they and are special, like, you know, but but I want you to... The actor has gone away in this movie. Yes, yes. Uh but I still like this movie. Boris Karloff's face though. He, the way his cheeks are 
are different. They're they're kind of more sal- yeah, more he, sallow and sunken. In this movie, and they look more corpse like. And with Lon Chaney, he he does, yeah, he's Lon got Chaney a little Jr.'s... he's got a little bit of uh, baby fat on his face. He's just I'm not I'm not a, constantly frowning. Uh, yeah, he movie. is. He does smile. He I mean, smiles a little bit. There's had... a little girl character, and he smiles a little bit when she shows up. But other than that, you know, not much. Um, it, 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 from yeah. what from what uh, we see of Boris Karloff, and you know the first movies, we had you know him actually emoting with his hands a lot more. He was actually smiling. He was actually you know groaning, making noises, uh, using English words by the second movie, and using English words by the second movie. But even still, that's sort of something that we've lost uh, with Lon Chaney. Well, Jr. we lost it with Son. Uh, I mean, it's son, his first uh, time, you know. Son, but son of Frankenstein. We kind of had that. Those vo- he got the lumbering part away. really correct. Yes, he did. Yeah, but and he got the you know eyes are only like eleven percent open. Right. Uh, really. Heavily lit, uh, heavily lidded, yeah, got. heavily lidded eyes. Heavily lidded eyes. Uh, but the thing is, he is really frowning for most of this movie. He doesn't really smile. He doesn't make noises. I mean, sure, sometimes he g- gesticulates. With oh, his hands, he but, you know. he makes a noise, all right. Which we'll talk about a little bit when we get to the plot part. I will. Yeah, enough said about that till we get to it. That's not. <laughs> let's not consider that even uh, Frankenstein's monster in the first place. Right. So, so whenever somebody thinks about what Frankenstein looks like in the modern era, they think of you know think like Herman Munster from the Munsters or or a cartoon looking Frankenstein or Frankenberry or whatever, and they don't have that sallow kind of sunken cheeks like and that kind of real kind of. You know, trans- transfixing See, that's how stare. That's Lon Junior was built. I know he was built with more of those teeth, man. <laughs> he, they he was some... built with. He's taller. Well, you can definitely see tall. how Lon Chaney Junior looms and leers over you know everyone else as compared to you know uh Boris Karloff was more along the height of the rest of them I mean even still he's got platforms well, if if, if like, Boris Karloff movie, was coming it's down platforms plus being like 6 foot 5 Shaquille O'Neal height well, for, well okay not quite but, but I know you're under your I know what you mean but if I saw Boris Karloff coming down a hallway slowly just you know clomping in in, in the shadows um, I would be afraid. I would be. Nail. I would be afraid. But if I saw the other Frankenstein, I'd be like, okay, you know, all right. And I think honestly that that shows a, a, a sea change from what the, what's going on because um, the earlier uh, Universal movies, let's just call them Universal movie, Universal series, they were more horror oriented and they were they're more philosophical and creepy and they still had you know, some action in them, but it it, it wasn't like you know this rip roar in action and i think that you started seeing that change come over it with the mummy's hand which we did a review of and it, yeah, see, it that's the, the birth of the monster movie. movie that's the birth of the monster movies i you see this is the first movie that people have considered to be a b picture yeah as they were sort of downgrading the budget you know making it more of a monster movie than a horror movie you know making it uh, you know, more rip roaring action. You know, less of a budget. What are the What are the elements that make up people, a, a cast? Yeah, definitely. That, that we can definitely point out on this one. What makes a monster movie, in some people's uh, opinion, would be that you you have a female uh, who is who is who is menaced. Uh, you have a hero character. You know, love interest perhaps. Uh, the action is is rip roar. Whatever you call it, it's 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 fast paced. I mean, this movie clocks in at about sixty to sixty seven minutes. Would you say? I, yes, I th- I, it is quite fast. And I think that some of the other ones that we have coming coming it's not up, not as breezy as breezy as the other ones. It definitely no. the pace 
is quite solid, I will say, compared to, you know, other movies that we have. Yeah. With a Frankenstein movie, Universal guarantees a lot of quality uh, in general with their Frankensteins, which is why, you know, like, all the other movies, you know, when you think of, you know, the Mummy movies, it's like, you know, eh, but then it's like, Frankenstein, that's their birth child. Speaking of the Mummy, though, did you, the Mummy's Tomb, in that movie, I did see those, those markers of a monster movie that again this is not like the mummy with boris karloff this this movie started and the the mummy's uh tomb was the thing that went okay yeah we're on this route well i saw i saw some hints of it in the mummy's hand that the mummy is more of a a monster uh just to to, you know you point to who you want to die and he goes after him you know but the theming's a lot better because they have you know this actual mummy instead of you know why is it just boris karloff but regular he's not really you know doing much you know well the thing we the thing we think about of the mummy which is wrinkled dude covered in in uh uh, you know, uh, uh, in bandages, that's the mummy's hand. From then on, that's what we think of as the mummy. Uh, we don't think of Boris Karloff with it just his wrinkled face. Hey, that, that looks more like a sorcerer. But what makes a monster movie really, to me, yeah. is the intrigue around, you know, the monster and, you know, some of the questions posed and, you know, some of the plot points and it's elements It's more of an adventure. It's more of a, a pulpy adventure tale. Uh, with a mon- with a creature in it, than than the philosophical underpinnings of of, of you know, Mary Shelley. What is uh, immortal love? What is immortal love, or what what does it mean to uh take take the the creation of 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 a being like away from God? You know the roots of it from Mary Shelley, of course. Yes. You know from the first book, the whole you know the book was written to a point, you know, and uh, it sort of lost this point as it's gone. But I can still say this is a solid movie. I like you know Son of Frankenstein. I I also like that movie in this same way. And uh, it might be like, you know, like, oh, maybe he's a little based. Maybe he uh, he has a unpopular opinion, you know. But, right. yeah, I, I do like the movies. I mean, they're not well, as, you know. Well, let's, let's put it this way. Um, if you are okay with some of the elements of monster movies, you're going to be all right. Because we're going to see quite a bit of them. And they, they do vary in in scope they vary in quality as well so that's going to be uh part of it i don't think that as far as philosophical elements and stuff like that you get more of that as you get into the the 60s and even into the 70s but it's got it's going to be monster movies for quite a while i like the furthering of you know the events of son of frankenstein you know starting off with you know the villagers are actually you know doing something about their situation and it's you know this action-packed uh, sort of opening we have here. They're actually, you know, getting to do something based off of what was in the previous movie. And also some of the reactions to, as we see later, reference to the original Frankenstein in the idea of, you know, the, as we mentioned, you know, the brains. What if you replaced the Frankenstein's brain with a new one? Because see, as in the previous movie, it was a colonel brain. But then going back to that, walking back to see like, hey, this plot thread here, what if we conclude it here with you know bringing it back one last time and going you know it's sort of like a completion of a loop it's sort of opening a loop and then closing this loop with going like see this thing we planted back here we bring it back and we put the other half of the situation and go ah you know i love that part I love the variety of, you know, the pacing. We have, you know, various action-packed elements. There are also lots of different scenes that aren't so action-packed. Yeah. You know, lots of different, you know, dialogue, lots of different, you know, elements, you know, hopping in with the plot, you know. And I like that as well. 
I also like some of the cinematography, how it's been upgrading over the years, especially the ending shots. Who oh boy, I will talk about them to death. Because I was surprised. I was quite surprised by how like immaculate i was it's like okay they're gonna do like this grand sweep into you know frankenstein you know dying at the end of the movie spoiler alert but i guess you could already guess he dies at the end of the movie uh well, quote dies because yeah well yeah well, well surely kill an ip yeah but <laughs> franchise and then, like the two of them walking off into the sunset was done in the way that I wouldn't have imagined they would have done at this point. And I was, like, really surprised. <laughs> it was very Gone with the Wind-ish. When we get to the, the, the plot, you can kind of go into it. But And, I mean, yeah, Gone with the Wind was like, yeah, it's about this time, you know, in, in the timeline. Yeah, there's a there's a scene in Gone with the Wind where Scarlett O'Hara says, As God is my witness, I'll never go hungry again. And she's looking over the hill. And, it's you know, it's artificial. It's not a real sunset. But that's, that's that kind of... You know that look that that it looked like they were kind of aping in this, but that's just that's just my thought, and I'm not the only one who thought that too. I think some people, other people had that opinion. But yeah, the thing about Lon Chaney Jr. that people are like, oh, there's this new person, you know, hopping in from the Wolfman. You know, they did the Wolfman and then immediately went to this one uh, movie because, of course, it would save a lot of time to go like, oh, we'll just copy like a third uh, of the cast, three fourths of the cast. We'll talk about how quick how quickly it got going. Get, keep going. Though it was originally actually going to be. Uh, uh, Boris Karloff, I believe, they were going to see if they could have gotten him back. They couldn't. Uh, but they couldn't because he was doing Arsenic and Old Lace. On, which, he was doing uh, on, on, I on stage. He was doing it through Broadway, and it was very successful. He was surprised that, that it did so well. And I think that people wanted to see Boris Karloff in, in, and, and really knock it out of the park. Had, uh, no, no. Uh, is that a movie with Peter Lorre and uh, Fred Astaire? There's a movie. There's a movie version of Arsenic and Old, Arsenic and Old Lace. Yeah, which is what I am Yeah, this about. one is the. It was on Broadway. It was actually a play. Because uh, this was two years prior to the movie. But they were going to see if they could have got him. But there was scheduling conflicts, so instead they, you know, got with him. I honestly also feel like, you know, budget? Boris Karloff would have asked for a high budget, as always. And as they're sort of sloping down and budget and going like, you know, we can start to, you know, cheapy-cheapy in it up. You think Lon, Lon, I mean, Lon see, will take a smaller Carl paycheck? Carl Lemley Jr., uh, at this point... Was gone. He was gone from, you know, head rule, right? We talked about him uh, earlier, way early in the season. Yeah. About him being kicked out of his, uh, you know, business and uh, it'd be taken over by, like, Arthur, what's his name, you know? It's uh, it's all about showboat, right? They didn't care as much as Carl uh, Lemley and Carl Lemley Jr. were sort of like, I really like this horror stuff. And they kickstarted, uh, or Carl Lemley at least kickstarted that. Uh, I think it was Junior by Frankenstein, but w- yes. regardless, you know, he was like, Carl Emily Jr. was like, I have a deep love for horror movies and, you know, the way he did with Frankenstein, and that was his, like, true dream child, and uh, having this ripped away from him, the new management... I think didn't really care as much they are for that because they're like, you know, they care fran- about money. Yeah, hungry for a franchise. They're hungry for action. They want a franchise. Loves action. They want a franchise. They want a franchise. They want more movies. They're going to milk it. Here's the thing. They're going to milk it until it no longer has. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care as much. They don't have a, this isn't their dream child, you know? If it drops, if it drops in interest with the, with the public at all, they are going to move on to the next thing. And as, as you'll see, they kind of go, well, oh, and this is my theory on it, but I'm probably right. They're like, 
wait a minute. Okay, we got a Frankenstein's monster. Um, what would happen if we had Frankenstein's monster and Wolfman, two of our big guys in the same movie? Oh, that's got to be a blockbuster. And then what if all of them? What, came wait, let's, and what let's, if Abbott Costello got on this? Let's invent know? some new new creatures or new characters as well to kind of connect it all. Oh, we might just get Boris Karloff back, but he, he doesn't want to play the monster anymore. So let's get you know some guy who used to be in a lot of westerns. Let's get a guy whose last name is Strange. Yeah. He'll be perfect. Yeah, exactly. He's like... Yeah, Glenn Strange. He was uh, in the House of Movies. Yes, and he's a very tall guy, and he's in Westerns, his stuntman kind of guy. So he doesn't... It's almost like they're they're like, you know, if we're going to have the monster not talk, we're going to have him lumber around and put his hands forward and just clomp forward, um, then anyone can play him. You see what I'm saying? At least with the at least yeah, at least and, uh, with the Wolfman. In this movie, I believe the reason for that specifically would be clarified uh, at the end of this movie. Yeah, blind. Uh, but, he goes. He goes blind. So yeah, he goes blind at the end of the movie for real stretch of a reason, which we'll go into for one for some stretch of a reason we won't spoil. Because um, it's because yeah. it's bonkers. I just want to tell you, they definitely kept him the same with the same makeup as Boris eh, Karloff had in, like, Bride of kind Frankenstein. Because th- th- after kind all, of. if they had seen, you know, a different type of Frankenstein, they would be like, oh, you're changing up the formula? You know, the, this isn't the Frankenstein I know. George Wagner, the producer, of course, he we he produced uh, uh, Wolfman. Did he also produce Mummy's uh, Tomb coming up, I think? He produced the the last I think he's the Ke- he, I th- Yeah, that's right. I think he's the Kevin Feige of, of these franchise movies. So he was in the, – the instructions were that the makeup that Karloff uh, was wearing, that they would – don't change the interest uh, – the appearance too much because it could kill the interest of, fr- of the Frankenstein follower. So basically this is early on. You know, when somebody – They're thinking of all those, you know, people who are like in for the marathon. On, you know, they got their popcorn out. Yeah, but but uh, like fans that, that follow follow and, like, this character, angry, like oh, this doesn't really work. I'm not chewing their popcorn. Well, this this happens. N- this people. this happens now. I mean, somebody goes, well, hey, wait a minute. We saw some early, you know, pl- plan photos of the way that Batman's suit looks. Oh, we we don't we don't like the way the symbol looks. I'm kind of like skeptical. And the producer goes, well, it's okay. Just it's going to be great. Um, or or even Superman's suit. You know, they're like, why does you know the, like the Man of Steel one? Why doesn't it have the red underwear. We we don't know about this. Or why is the T a literal man made out of steel? No, I'm talking <laughs> about I'm, ta- I'm talking about the I'm talking about the real Superman fans when they're yeah. I'm just cracking a bad joke. Yeah, when the Superman fans when when you change too much about something or it doesn't have that that core thing that makes the appearance of Superman what they want to see. Uh, they could complain. So anyway, th- that that's the same thing you see with these early Universal movies. Is they're going, they're they're coming up. Let's they're saying we have a formula and we're going to stick to it. In fact, they f- they d- they ditched the uh, the fur coat, uh, fur vest that uh, uh, son of Frankenstein. Yeah, just... yeah. Which I, I actually like the fur vest. Um, I do. But it was just different enough, yeah. you know. It made him. It made him look more like like a man of of uh, like a man of the, of the countryside. Does that make sense? Yeah, he's you know caveman sort of appearance. A little bit of a, a little bit of a wildness to him. He's he's not civilized. But speaking of civilized, uh, Eric Taylor was the writer on this movie. Yes, I will definitely say he's a lot more of a quality writer. Uh, I mean, you he's know, he's pretty good. Have... The, the continuity is 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 close, but I think they did take away some continuity 
with the earlier movies, especially with like see, Bride of Frankenstein did that with the first movie. Yes, and then Son of Frankenstein did that with the Bride. Of so, Frankenstein. so you're saying it's kind of par for the course that they might continuity schmontinuity is kind of what yeah continuity schmontinuity. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> William, you you also uh, you, we we watched uh, Mummy's Tomb recently. Uh, you know, we're going to do that the next, but there's a, there's different continuity issues there too with timelines and how you know we should, you know how how much time has passed in between movies. You know, how old is this guy again? Yeah. It's, you know, it's like they res- they're trying to resurrect a franchise, and then they go like, wait, how on earth are we going to do that? But I'm going to say his, his writing is pretty great because after all as i described you know with bringing back the the brain thing from the food from the from the first movie was really ingenious i would I, say and i mean like it, cre- it creates a bonkers Kurt thing yeah. Mac is off the walls he's he's a kooky man this guy he he definitely has a lot more experience than you know quality on his hands. they were gonna have uh Basil Rathbone's character, um, Wolf Frankenstein, show up in the script, but that did not come through. Um, the stuff that actually in Eric Taylor's script that survived would be the monsters bond with children, villagers storming a castle, a brain transplant sequence, and a fiery demise of the monster. But rather, that is his uh, original script. He obviously revised his script. Yeah, and anything that uh, they, of course, also were told that... Uh, um, you know the 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 was it the PCA the uh, uh, the code the code, the code. That, or the Hayes code they the one in England England is very hardcore about stuff I mean um, which is kind of funny because the more most hardcore uh, you know horror movies that you and I are going to see next uh, in the next couple seasons are from Hammer and I can't wait to get to those now when this movie I, I will tell you this remember how I said we said that. Uh, Lon Chaney did not have a great relationship with Jack Pierce. I think that maybe... I will bet his costume was not very great on him. Uh, as it was on Boris. Kar- I mean, Boris Karloff was still. I mean, we, we talked about how he didn't. This really is have more. A good time this is either, more makeup. But, this is when he did the wolf. But he's he, the type of guy to get more frustrated at stuff. Yes. Especially, you know, he's a drunken sort of. Dude. Yeah, he He'd would get drink. More frustrated. At stuff. Yes, absolutely. And and he did drink, and you know, and and they kind of like I said, they kind of worked their scheduling also around be that. Be good with the children too. Apparently, he uh like got everyone ice cream at one point. He yeah, got all the, the little kids. Yeah, the kid. Any any kids that were, I guess, some of the bully kids that were. Messing with the uh, little uh, little Klostein, uh Hussman, uh, but yeah, he, yeah, sure. Hope it was mint chocolate chip. <laughs> it would like it'd be green. Yeah, he he seems like a good guy with kids. I think that maybe he's got a little bit of a kid at heart in himself. He's got a rough side, but he's also got a soft side. He does, and as I, we see, you know, in the Wolf Man being, you know, uh, his regular human form that is compared to you know in this movie. Uh, yeah, and he, he's a little, he is also a little bit of a childlike kind of goofball too because remember he was he would jumping out and scaring uh, uh evelyn anchors who played uh the female uh love yeah, interest somebody in, in better Wolfman. anchor her to the floor uh, oh well because she's gonna fly away well, or she's gonna be anchored to the floor after she she inhales all the fog remember she remember she inhaled the fog yeah, yeah. and she passed out and they didn't notice her down there until they like were getting the fog cleaning up the set and she, they're like uh how long have you been down there? Uh, let's take you to the hospital. Yeah, I think, uh, I think in fact, actually, like, uh, he was at one point going to try to adopt uh, the, the little girl. Yeah, I think. D- uh, Gallo is her last name. I'll, you know, I'll get to that part when we talk about the, uh, talk about the actors, because uh, there's really not a lot to talk about that's new. We will mention some, some I elements. I mean, it was banned in Denmark. 
you know, Scandinavia, more like Scandinavia, don't release this movie here. Scandalnavia. God. <laughs> no, so but he, uh, they, it's no. Pro- probably because of the Hays Code, they would, you know, they're like, okay, well, we have a, we have some scenes of uh, possible brain transplant. We have some scenes in, that take place in a, quote, insanity ward. I mean, okay, we'll talk about how Dr. Dr. Ludwig Frankenstein, I mean, he's like, oh, I'm a doctor of the mind. You know, I heal the mind. And he has this... Yeah, the only thing we see of his lightning machine. Yeah, the only thing we see of his uh, his setup is a weird brain transplant operating, you know, theater, and he's got uh, these very dungeon esque kind of stuff going on downstairs. And a very very complex and involved uh, machinery machine. Like, how did he get that? That just generates. Well, h- how did he get the? He stole that stuff. From Wolf Frankenstein? No, he, he's he's in Viseria, which is another place altogether. And Wolf Frankenstein was in the vil- the village of Frankenstein. That's definitely a separate area. I mean, because you know we will go into go into it when we talk about the plot, but we'll talk about you know the the two the two villages or cities are completely different. Uh, I believe it was a set that was recycled uh, from the old. Um... All's Quiet on the Western Front. All's, uh, All's Quiet on the Western Front, yeah, which was recently remade, and it's got it got a lot of uh, Oscar buzz. So I, I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my list. I th- but it's probably going to be very, it's yeah, very harrowing. Yeah, probably after Oppenheimer. Very harrowing, yeah. Probably going to want to watch Oppenheimer. I don't know uh, about me and Oppenheimer. Mm, I would say no. Uh, probably not anytime soon. I would say no, probably. All right, so... What about the reception? Lon Chaney. Well, uh, we'll go into the, let's let's talk about a little bit more about the, about the production. So, um, Lon Chaney had some issues with the makeup. He had to wear it all the time. He, he had a real bad allergic reaction to it as well. There was one time when he was just like it was spirit. You know, this stuff called spirit gum. I, I I wore some of this stuff in a play because I played a dwarf with a weird nose, and uh, and you have to have spirit gum to like stick it to your skin. And you there's actually you have to rub like alcohol like rubbing alcohol and it breaks the spirit gum down but it sticks to your it's stuck to your skin you're not going to peel this thing off but uh lon cheney peels tries to peel the forehead application off and his skin came off with it and it, it, it a big chunk of his forehead came out so he had to like go to the hospital for that ah that's ah so he tore it off because he's so stuck he's like, i don't want to do this anymore i don't want to do this rip owie yeah I did not expect now. That. Well, you're talking about the you're talking about the reception real quick. We can, we can, we'll go into the reception real quick, but it actually did really well, and and which is strange because even people nowadays are like, yeah, the magic of of yeah the Frankenstein series is kind of going, I guess, downhill. And it is a quite a bit of a crazy plot that you have to sort of grip onto and be like, okay, this is, you know, what's sort of happening. There's a lot of this, you know, commentary and, uh, or dialogue in the movie sort of around these elements. And it's like, you know, okay, yeah, okay, brains, why, you know? Brain, brain, what is brain? Brain, brain, what quote, is brain? Yeah, to uh, quote Star Trek, yeah. One of the first uh, episodes of Star Trek. Yeah. So uh, the other thing is that, uh, you know, George Wagoner was producing, and of course he produced uh, Cheney in Wolfman and also in Man Made Monster in 41, which we'll see later. Um, the director that they got to make this movie was Earl Kenton. We'll see Earl Kenton, I think, in the House movies as well, I think. But do you remember he directed Island of Lost Souls in 32? Right. Which I really liked. It was so weird. That movie is so weird. I like it. So everybody's killing it in that movie. I mean, uh, oh my goodness, Charles Lawton is just 
great in that. Okay, anyway, but uh, in a 50-year career, Earl Kenton made 100 movies. So he usually do like one or two uh, Did a you know year. that there was a movie called uh, The Howling that came out in uh, the early 80s uh, that actually yes. had a uh, character uh, that was named after Errol Kenton and uh, George Wagoner as well. I did not. I, did, I don't so remember apparently that. Apparently, just being like, okay, yeah, we'll get the people, the producer and the director of Ghost of Frankenstein as characters in our movie. And I'm like, okay, why Ghost of Frankenstein? The Howling is definitely a very adult. I would movie, think the Wolfman. It's, fa- it's famous for it's famous for its its transformations. Um, I would say that The Howling was famous for its wolf transform, werewolf uh, transformation. Uh, based on an American wolf uh, of London, uh, in London, that came uh, out uh, around uh, the Yeah, around an American the werewolf time. in London was, was, I would say, a step above that because you get some of the full body stuff. And also, it's just the, the acting from the main character as he's going through this is so much better. But the, the funny thing is, in American Werewolf in, in London, you have the, the character changing on, and he's down he's down on his on the floor changing and it's like he's going through it and the only reason we're watching it is because it's big it's filmed it's a movie right but in the howling the scene where the guy transforms into a werewolf right in front of this lady she's just standing there just watching him change i would be like uh while you're changing i'm outie and <laughs> and then leaving you know in these in these transformation sequences you'll always see like somebody going oh no and he's changing. Oh no no my goodness! And he's still changing. And you know, and you're like, run! You know, I know that I know that. Yeah, it's either fight or flight, man. <laughs> are you gonna punch the transforming thing, or are you gonna run away from it? Right, right. Honestly, I wouldn't dare punch it because I don't know what the skin would feel like as it's transforming, like a little like raw pinky flesh. <laughs> I don't. Oh, gross. I don't. I don't. I don't want to touch the raw flesh. <laughs> I don't want to touch. So it. here's the thing: is is we've got a really great cast here on paper. Um, I mean, Ralph Bellamy and Evelyn Anchors, they do okay. I really, they're, I hate to say it, they're kind of forget, forgettable. Is that bad for me to say or what? C- Cedric Hardwick, um, I think he has done... He's been established to be a great he uh, is, actor. He is, but but he does okay in this. And Lionel Atwill as Dr. Bomer does not get a lot to do. Um, I, th- I think that his star was kind of fading because of the scandal. Um, we already talked about this earlier. Okay, and compare Bella Lugosi in this movie to Bella Lugosi oh, in uh, Son of Frankenstein. Still good. Still good. You still love I, him here, Here's the thing is, well, I, in Son, I like his makeup better. Um, I think they hit, they hit his teeth kind of funky, and they, and he, could, he has more of a the, the, the neck breaking, the neck broken neck looking effect. I feel like, yeah, in this movie, there's not as much of that. No. He looks a lot more like a person. Yeah, and he is, he, you know, he is. He just he just has this round lump on his neck, and that's really Well, it. I think that, that hanging out down there near the sulfur pits, I mean, it did it did, did such a great job at, at keeping Frankenstein alive. <laughs> keeping his skin supple. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it helped out uh, Igor's teeth. I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that there's something yeah, sulfur is yellow but it doesn't make your teeth yellow i guess N- no it doesn't it straightens them out a but little yeah, bit i do in this movie i like how you know there's something favorite like something to like about you know seeing you know frankenstein is this machine and he's being you know like led around a little yeah but 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 i'm telling you igor Be- bell lugosi kills it as igor and honestly it's probably his if you were to say his top two roles what are his top roles i would say dracula and igor and you know it's fantastic and then what do you say in uh frankenstein versus the wolfman Mm, no um i would i would say this i I, yeah i don't i don't see it i really don't um i 
Mm. I mean, I mean, to to be honest, I think that that it just it was a wasted role for him in in, in Frankie versus uh, Frankie meets Wolfie. Um, the Daily News, New York Daily News, said horrid, not horrendous, and horribly boring. Even though a lot of good players do the best they can with dreadful material, that's yeah, rough. I can just imagine this old like British player, you know, with the dreadful material. Yeah, but but of course, Wanda Hale, Wanda, Wanda, horribly boring. Yes, but Wanda Hale is New York. Now the, she's a knitter. She's a knitter. Yeah, there's the <laughs> other. The other one is this one is. Um, Somebody, somebody with New York Times said that it fills us with mortal terror. That is the most uh, fear, fearful, fear prospect, prospect which this the picture, picture manages, manages to, convey. to convey. What he was saying, that he no, was, no, 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 I don't think. What he was saying is the thought of Frankenstein's monster returning oh. in another movie fills us oh. with dread. He was saying, <laughs> movie existing. He was saying, if we get Frankenstein come back again, that's going to fill us with dread. Now, here's the thing: um, the two House movies, the Monster Mash movies that we'll go into they are more showing the the dropping in quality of these kind of movies and you could kind of see that the universal needed to kind of find a new way they're less interested in producing horror movies than churning out monster movies which um there's not a lot of nuance of character there's not a lot of subtext you know echoes of folklore and literature now they were kind of you know moving away from those um subtle no not subtle easy easy to sell to the to the average public, grotesque makeup, rip roaring action. We talked about that. It's it wasn't as embraced by fans. I th- I would say modern fans. I feel like Sada Frankenstein was more embraced than yes, Frankenstein. Yes, yes, please. But both of them are still sort of outcasts in the community, and a lot of the time people are just clustering toward the first two movies. And I will say that I feel like all of them have quite a bit to like compared to you know other franchises we've covered. It's sort of like it's not as that, but like with Frankenstein, there's quality there, as I said. So like just with any of the four movies, you could say that there's you know some things that you can like about them you know yes yes i i would agree you know and as, i feel as, like because that's the, the important thing for universal to get right is frankenstein and i think lesser and lesser as it goes um but this is probably their last you know big chance to really have a handle on frankenstein i think that it's okay but i think that the movies going forward i kind of you know it's it's just the, the magic is kind of not as sharp if you if you show somebody hey show me a trilogy of Frankenstein movies that are really great and um, have a lot to do, you know, and have a lot to say. And, ha- you know, I would say the first one, Bride and Son. I mean, those are the ones that I would show somebody. If they want to see three three Frankenstein movies, I'd show them those. I wouldn't show them any other ones. Yeah, because, see, you, when you wanted to show me Frankenstein all those times ago, the very first time I ever saw anything that came out before, like, 1960 or even 50, uh, was, you know, Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. You didn't even go to Son of Frankenstein, I don't recall. Either. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you can sort of see the drop-off. You go, like, Son of Frankenstein, eh. Ghost of Frankenstein, eh. And it's like, Frankenstein is the Wolfman. House of Frankenstein. Yeah. Abbott and Costello would be at even more of a low. Oh, Hans de Salter's uh, score for Ghost of Frankenstein uh, nominated to be on the list of AFI's 100 Years of Film Scores. Interesting. Okay. I will say, yeah, this score definitely has a lot. There's something to like about the score. It's it's definitely, because there's lots of, you know, different, you know, transformations of motifs. I will say that they're very interesting instruments that I still can't even pinpoint what they are. Last time, you know, with Son of Frankenstein, I was like, what is he playing? Uh, that's definitely an oboe by now, I'll, I'll say right. it, like. Uh, there was a, when Frankenstein appears, there's this, like, weird instrument, and I'm like, what on earth is that instrument? I still don't know. 
uh, at this point. But uh, I don't know if anyone really has uh, figured it out. Uh, because, you know, it's not like p- too many people care about, oh, I'm going to figure out what on this in- particular instrument is from this particularly old movie. Yes. <laughs> but uh, but, but here, here's here's the thing. The, okay, the plot is kind of bonkers toward the end, and some things don't quite make continuity sense. Let's just say, okay, uh, if Wolf is supposed to be the younger brother and Ludwig's the older, when were they born to, yeah, to Clive? You know, to, to Clive... Uh, his, his his he it's like they never show him make any children and yet he has two right um and then and then of course um Ludwig uh is old enough to have a daughter in her twenties like Evelyn Anchors right and then and then you've got Wolf who's got a little boy named Peter and you're like okay it's like you don't really think uh, about like how on earth it'll work other than, you know, it's like they're just trying to make it work by, you know, constantly be like, okay, we're going to make a new Frankenstein that appeared. It's sort of like, you know, Spiegel Me, uh, Spiegel Me 3 uh, group obviously didn't have a twin brother. I feel like they did better with that, though, because um, in the Spiegel Me 3, they had this sort of this revelation because there was like a divorce really early on, I think. So, yeah, that worked out well, but it's like in this, it's sort of like, oh, Ludwig van Frankenstein. He existed? Huh? Right. How? How? how see, they're just like, okay, we need a son of a son of Frankenstein. Okay. Well, that didn't quite make total sense with Wolf Frankenstein. Okay. Now we have another son. Okay. What? You know, it, it's 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 a little bit Looney Tunes. I think that kind of cl- they clear up a lot of the of the continuity later, though. I think as they stopped dealing with Doctor Frankenstein's and dealt more with the actual mo- actual monster himself, then it kind of made a little bit more sense. But I do. Yeah, and the thing that I do like about this movie as well is, as I said, it's building off the previous movie. It's just build. It, I love how it's, like, sort of all building up on this, you know, lore, and you get to see, like, some of this atmosphere uh, that is in some of them, although it's definitely different from the Bride of Frankenstein. Some of the story elements are I bonkers. I like the adding to, like, the, well, what is the village even, like, styled from? Is it, like, Fre- French? Is it, like, Roman architecture? It's German. I think it's, it's more it's more this kind of ger- but German leader But I like the architecture in this village. Yes, um, I, I think what I liked about it... Some great set design in here, I guess I will say. What I liked about this movie is toward the end where it kind of goes like, what? You're talking about doing what with the brain? And then they want to take somebody else's, like, you know, this brain and put it into his head. And it starts getting kind of kind of Looney Tunes, what they want to do. And and it and the ending sequence is something to behold. I mean, it, it yeah. Yeah, as I said, man. Just man. You have to... <laughs> like that one meme uh, w- with the horse just staring out into the beach. Man. Yeah, you, ha- you, ha- you have to see this. So so as for a cast, uh, we've obviously covered Lon Chaney Jr. last episode. Cedric Hardwick, I believe we covered in, like, Things to Come? I think it was in yes. Things to Come. In, uh, yeah. That was the first time we saw him. Uh, Lionel Atwill, we talked about him Vampire when he was Bat. in Doctor X. Vampire, Vampire Bat. Bat. Vampire Bat. But he was in Doctor X, and we yeah, talked about and, Dr. and, and X the scandal. The scandal. Um, we won't go into detail, but it's, it's very sad. Yeah, uh, Ralph Bellamy. The little girl uh, was Janet Angelo. Um, she has kind of a connection with the monster and with Lon Chaney Jr. Yes, she said that she he was very sweet when they worked together. You know, he would like you know do like you know ride, you know like the ride little horsey going downtown thing where you put put a kid on the knee and kind of do games with him, um, sitting on a lap. Um, he was very sweet. He's almost like an uncle. And when when yeah, gentle handling. 
And I will say he's a very homely person. We talked about it in the Wolfman, you know, his voice is just that homely. You know, you want to be friends with this. Well, guy. that's what that's but what I mean, made him Wolfman, a great. That's what his character was not that great. Though, yeah, but though. that's what made him great in also in a lot of these roles, uh, like like of Mice and Men, where he played. Um, yeah, he played yeah, that yeah. character. It, it was it was it's very you know a, a simple minded man, you know, just just very um, you know. Tell me about the rabbits, you know, but. What happened is is to Jana and Gallows. Her mother died um, about three years after this movie uh, came out, and Cheney offered to adopt her and her brother. But Janet Gallows' father went, uh, "I'm still here. <laughs> you know, you can't adopt them out. You know, I know, I know you were caring about their well being, but I'm still here." So yeah. Speaking of, I'm still here. Uh, Dwight Fry made a apparent a cameo extreme cast a, a extreme cameo in this movie at the beginning is a villager who's wanting to you know burn the castle down uh he's really advocating for the you know death of this castle they really it's a it's a blink and miss not- it it's a blink and you miss it if you don't watch it although yeah thing is he was in you know we talked dracula and then vampire bat and then uh invisible man he was uh, the reporter, little cameo there too uh, yeah bride he was carl um goes to frankenstein this film and frankenstein meets the wolfman um oh he I think was, it shows uh, it real quick there too he was in son of frankenstein but that was deleted remember yeah although the thing was he died in 43 so we will only be able to see frankenstein meets the wolfman will be the last time we will see dwight fry in any capacity yeah. and a man he was a great guy yeah honestly who did he play rudy i don't know who Rudy no. is but i really i really liked his uh i mean i really liked his renfield um, you know, Fritz and Carl. His ability to play, you know, crazed characters to, you know, some of these village people who want to see something done, like, you know, reporters and villagers and stuff. Those are kind of extra the roles. we saw him, yeah, those are extra roles. But, like, yeah, his ability in the two movies, uh, uh, Vampire Bat and uh, Dracula, most importantly, just really great guy. Yeah. He was honestly a pretty great guy, and it's sad to see him go so soon. Yeah. Uh, in 43. That happened with, Cl- with Clive, uh, too, you know. But, I mean, Card- Cardiac arrest man yeah well he he was he he was a drinker um and that was a big problem with a lot of these actors is is they had their didn't really care for the upkeep of their they had their vices you know and that's how they deal with this stuff but as as we go we're gonna we're gonna meet some new actors i think as they kind of go well we can't really use these uh, you know, we, it's like, okay, Bella Lugosi's career starts, you know, kind of tapering off. The same thing with Lon Chaney's kind of career starts tapering off. Yeah, this is really the death of the classic era we've been seeing yep, here. Yep, we're, we're, now we're into the monster movie franchise kind of We're era. into the rehashes and hashries. <laughs> and then and mo- and monster we're going to get into science fiction as we get into season three. Yeah, it's more, it's, it, the, people were more thinking more about different kinds of monsters and maybe monsters that came from, you know, outer space. And that was, that's the big thing or mutations. Now we're going to see a lot of that. And then of course, mutate monsters awaken as the cold war was starting true. up after world war two. ended. that's true. Yeah, that's really it. We talked yeah. about the making of this movie, but I'm telling you, we're going to have a lot to talk about, about some of the kooky, like I said, bonkers. I use that word again, bonkers plot elements. And you're going to be uh, doing the plot for us. And I, yeah, such as like, why, is the village <laughs> named Frankenstein? Right. Why is the village named well, Frankenstein? We already talked. We talk, like, we, we, we're still. We're still. I mean, bo- we still argue that, but like, why? We're still boggled from it? from Son of Frankenstein. Why that is? And after because because it's like yes, our town is cursed. Hey, let's name our cursed town after the guy who cursed us. No, 
No. Yeah, that's not how it works. I mean, I would assume, like, if he become mayor and then was, like, really dictatory and went, like, I'm going to name the village after myself. Why would it be named the village of Frankenstein? How many times can you be shot before you, you're kind of going, maybe you're a supernatural being instead of a human? You know, like, we're talking about Igor. You know, it's like, nobody can kill Igor. I can get shot seven or eight to ten times. And, I, I and sti- monsters can be killed by fire I'm and still lightning alive. and and still yeah, survive. That's why I love Igor is because he's he's like a regular dude that's just kind of his neck is broken and whatever it's that he's so cool <laughs> he's just cookies. death doesn't want him i mean death doesn't want him you know of course uh eventually death does get him but yeah he's like a toy story too i don't want to play with you anymore <laughs> he drops woody <laughs> Yeah, that's what Andy oh, did. Yeah. Uh, it was this dream sequence at yes, the beginning of the movie. Yes, so Death doesn't want to play with him anymore. Honestly, I didn't know Toy Story 2 like existed because I only watched like the first one just like once or twice, mostly the third one a lot. And then, like, later, you know, in, like, 2021, I finally went, like, wait, or I had learned about Toy Story 2 existing a little bit before then, but I'm like, wow, I didn't know Jesse had an origin at all. So, yeah, I watched that uh, movie in 2021. How crazy is that? That is crazy that you went back, you kind of went to three and then back to two. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's sort of how it worked, I guess. It's I thought a, two, I two. Even if I had seen two, when I was a child, I didn't uh, probably didn't remember. Well, at least two. Saying. Here's the thing: two, not to get off subject, but two created the um, uh, the the design and the plan of you have a, a person who forgets about or moves on from a a toy, and what does that mean? That really got expanded in Toy Story three, three with, with, with with the bear, yeah, and represented in yeah the the bear. Um, I don't remember his Mr. name. Mr. Like G- G- Gigglefuzz. Combination. F- Gigglefuzzies. I don't know these. Look, I only know Woody and, and Buzz Lightyear. I swear I would remember his name, but it's been a while since I've seen Toy Story. So, you know. Yeah, but speaking of story, uh, William, after a quick break, you are going to outline this kooky bonkers tale for us um and we have lots of i have lots of questions and we're going to discuss that yeah although the we wouldn't even have to do a podcast episode all about it if you know it would just be so much easier if we just swapped brains you know if we just swapped brains you would know everything already and we wouldn't have to do this (laughs) i will rule the world and live forever immortal (laughs) yeah I know the plot details. I, 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 I'll do the plot and you do the production. No, it's all right. All right, I'm going to lose my voice at this uh, point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's let's get into some breakage so that we can, you know, have a little chillax time before we get into the plot. Because after all, we have to, you know, write and think of all this stuff uh, up. We don't just, you know, create this from our mind. I mean, we create it from our minds, but, like, we don't. We have a little preparation time in order to gather our thoughts, you know. Yes. So, so we'll come back because otherwise, it's like, wait, what happened to this movie? Immediately rewatches all of the movie and cuts out yeah. the time takes. M- oh. Mere mere moments will pass, and then you'll be back with us. Welcome back to the second half of our Ghost of Frankenstein review and deep dive. Uh, I am ready to discuss this thing in depth because the word bonkers, I think I'm going to try to keep that to a minimum. Lunacy? Lunacy? 
maybe Looney Tunes, maybe keep that to a minimum. I think I just I keep saying bonkers, but I think we'll 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 try to keep those uh, adjectives to a minimum as we talk about this. But I'm telling you, it's a good descriptor. Uh, yes, I could say so. Although honestly, I think Roger Rabbit was better than. Oh bonkers. wait, wait, who? What? I, I'm making a oh, reference to oh, yeah. Roger Rabbit being basic. Uh, bonkers. Okay, for those who don't know, Bonkers is a uh, Disney uh, 80s show about this police uh, cat and his uh, companion, which is either a, a girl or a, a guy, depending on which season or whatever. That was a 90s. Yeah, it was came, a 90s, after, right? Uh, after and um, Who Framed. It's basically, it's basically Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but if it was all a cartoon and if, if it was a little bit worse. I do, I do like how they have like all the Disney characters. Uh, well, they have there. the rights to them, so might as well. I, that show is not really that memorable to me. I remember it it's was not memorable it was this, as the issue. This cat, cheetah looking dude in a in a police costume. Is that right? Okay, okay, that's all. And, and yes, and I, got, I sometimes I get it mixed up with this other thing called marsupilami. That's not the same thing, but sometimes in my head I would get those two things conflated together. Well, you can just imagine one of them as correct. Um, <laughs> something that you smashing and the other is um the other is something you put in a sandwich yeah okay so um now william marsupial salami marsupial salami uh, sum this movie up as best you can and we're gonna discuss what happened in it kind of give it play by play i'm gonna piece this plot together uh assembling it bit by bit using various different assorted yep. uh, members. And we're going to see we're going to see if this thing can shamble to life. So, you, you want to kick us off? Bring me yep. back to life. <laughs> oh, Wake yeah. me up inside. Wake me up inside. Yeah. That's a great song. Anyways, we begin the story in the town hall uh, with the townsfolk and riot because of the curse of Frankenstein. Uh, that is right. the village. The, the village Why would they do is that? called Frankenstein. I guess let's name our village after our suffering in his honor. Great idea, guys. Well, they, they, they made that mistake in the in Son of Frankenstein. Uh, there was already, you know, some horrible things that happened because of that family, and yet they named the place Frankenstein. I I, I think it's because, you know, they were like, oh, this Franken- the, there's a castle, and the castle is owned by the Frankenstein family, and a village is usually built around a castle, so they would call the ah, village so after just, the So castle. there is, like, an actual legitimate reason. But the thing is, this is, I feel like that was the reason, but it just doesn't work that well. It's honestly like, why? Why don't you guys just I do, I, th- I do think it's interesting, though. The, the very, they're reminded every day of the horror and the, and the curse that b- befalls them. You know, they're the... As well as some of the other things ca- that cows, they're Their about. cows give, uh, they unhappy. what, what, sour milk? I mean, you know, how does this affect them? You know, it's like they, they can't grow wheat. Yeah, it boils down to lack of import because everyone is afraid of, you know, selling things into the village because it's a cursed village and that Igor still isn't dead and is uh, playing his horn in the silver pits. As, as if to lure the creature back from death is the line. So they're like, you know, he's trying to summon back the creature that we had so rightfully killed. In, the, in, the, in Son of Frankenstein, Inspector Krogh, you know, the guy with the wooden arm, that, that's awesome. Uh, that dude's still awesome. But they, uh, but they, uh, they did that often, so just get used to it. I don't know if that's what... Okay, but the, he says that the sulfur pit is, is hot enough to broil a man's skin off his bones, and yet 
the Frankenstein monster, uh, hereafter, I guess, known as the monster, he does all right. In fact, he does, he does okay, as we'll see. Uh, yeah, because uh, obviously if you're going to have a Frankenstein movie, you're obviously going to bring him back. Uh, because, you know, that's what they do often. Like, the villain doesn't truly die. The heroes don't ever truly die if they ever do one. Or maybe they do if, the, if it's um, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Well, they, then they, the hero well, does die does. Uh, and stays there. Uh, in a way. So, but, but as far as this is concerned... Um, they switch out other people and they just, and they just let the monster kind of be the, the, the thing that everything revolves around. And it's the same thing with, you know, mummy and everything else. Yeah. And the the head honchos are trying to reassure them. You know, it's nonsense, folks, he says, which just sort of reminds me a bit of the, when I watched it, I thought of, you know, the scene from the, always that they put at the end of, uh, Looney Tunes shorts is that's all folks. You know, it, yeah, exactly. Nonsense, but he, but the, but he's like, they're like, uh, yeah. W- if you don't fix this, we might just vote you out next whenever your term ends. Yeah, the crowd is you know promising they won't reelect him if they if, if he doesn't listen to their pleas. Yeah, this prompts the mayor to ask, so what will we do? And Dwight Fry pipes up with bloodlust. He's like, let's blow the castle up. Yeah, it's, which is a bit of a surprise that, you know, he's having this cameo role just to, you know, shout There's like three or four people that castle. all look like Dwight Fry. It's just, it's just, just gotta go with it. Just go with it. Well, none, the, Dwight Fry is Dwight Fry, and y- you can recognize him yep. out of a bunch of hobos. Yeah, but you've got, you've got, you got Fritz, you've got, uh, uh Carl, and you've got, you've got another dude. Yeah, he played yeah, a lot yeah. of people in and the that, Frankenstein. That's kind of been his, been his uh, big thing other than uh, playing Renfield. Uh, but um, so, so they want to go destroy. So this is like tor- torch mob assemble. Yeah, soon enough, they're out with torches laying TNT in the castle uh, while uh, Yegor is attacking from above by pushing over the crenels uh, with a satisfying pubble. Satisfying a little bit more of a satisfying crash than, than the big uh, stone... Uh, the big stones in uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, yeah, but honestly, I feel like I don't know how easily Krennels, uh come off easily. In case you didn't know, Krennels is the French word for the little divots you always oh, see that, in the oh, like, little drawings of castles. Those are things they sh- they hide behind. To uh, the archers hide behind them to shoot arrows. I don't know if they pry that easily off of you know the big castle as you know they are. Maybe it's it, maybe it's in disrepair. I didn't. I didn't know a lot about castles. Uh, you know, different shapes and what they're called. I just remember buttresses because, like, as a young man, I just thought the word the word was the word was funny. Yes, and, and today funny. I still do. So there you go. Exactly. Um, but yeah, some splody splody action. Yeah. I like it. Uh, but Igor decides to huff it because the castle's exploding all around him. Somehow he survives this despite being seen now. But in like, but you know, he doesn't die easily. But you know, Nobody he probably should die Igor. because he's no, he, he never die. <laughs> he's senile, and his neck is not even. So you're saying it's okay? So intact. are we saying? But also, bit. we do. We did notice that. <laughs> His makeup is a little bit different. Uh, you know, his, he doesn't look as jank in a good way. I feel like he wears better clothes now, and well, his, his, hair's his, his neck his is hair not as is, is a not as jank, freaky looking. It's more cut and frizzly. And his, yeah. and his teeth, his teeth are better too. Yeah, so I feel like de- I guess he had good dental down in the in the in the sulfur pits. Yeah, I guess so. Now Frankenstein's monster, as we left him in the last movie, uh, was submerged in a boiling sulfur pit. Uh, which by this movie has uh, frozen semi-solid, or 
I, I guess you could say it's like powder, but it's not like powder. It's you know powder. That's like a, solid almost powder, like a sandstone. It, it's not like you know, yeah, a bit sandy. Yeah, like if chalky, you were to kick it, yeah. it would make dust. Yeah. Have you ever like seen like sulfur and like you know the the chemistry thing? I haven't. I uh, haven't. I honestly, know. just imagine it looks like the potassium in your banana. If it were, well, if I know this. I know that some. I know up. the smell of sulfur, but I don't know how it really looks like. What, what it looks like in its in its regular form. Well, I guess we're taking a vacation to somewhere in Hawaii, or maybe like the Andes. Yep, if the Andes go. have sulfur, I think it was too cold for volcano uh, volcanoes. But you know. Um, however, Igor eyes the monster's hand sticking out of a rock pile, uh, hidden in a hole in the wall, which has, you know, been blown up because of the D&D. Uh, which leads me either to call that inconsistent with the previous movie, or did, like, the TNT disintegrate all the sulfur or something in that area? I don't, that doesn't make sense. But regardless, the sulfur was good for him, as Igor says, and, uh, Igor frees him from his rocky prison, and they're off I think he also, the, the sulfur, or whatever was there, also probably fried off the monster's fur vest uh, because because Boris Karloff's uh, portrayal of it in Son of Frankenstein he had like the fur vest on which I missed that I like the fur vest but it got it, I guess it got melted I feel well, like it was different again, enough co- continuity is not where these movies shine you know they because honestly they don't remember yeah none of the movies have good continuity because they're it was originally supposed to be one and then they're tacking a movie on each time and going like okay now we're done yeah plus series. by the time it, the, it was showing again it wasn't you know it who who remembers a year ago or or two years ago or whenever it was? They don't remember what you know that the Frankenstein had a fur vest. But we watching it on DVD like one after the other or watch it you know however we watch it one after the other, you're gonna notice those continuity issues. Yeah, these people between the first and the second film, they had to wait like seven or so years, or probably right. like more like five years in between. And then this time they're having to wait, you know, three or four years in between then Son of Frankenstein. And then this one, they're having to wait like, uh, I think it's like five years again, actually. That'll be 39 uh, when Son of Frankenstein. Right, right, so right. It was, at a le- it was at least a year or two between, uh, you know, a previous entry. And then the rest of them were like five. So, you know, these people don't have, you know, nope. long-term That's why, memory, that's why they use all these uh, extra clips because they're like, hey, remember that movie? And plus the writers change hands. And they do constantly do that where they um, show clips of the previous movies and go yeah, like, exactly. hey, remember this? <laughs> and then they change it slightly to have the different actors and they go, remember this? And I'm like, well, th- that's not what it looked like in the actual yeah, movie. Yeah, it didn't, didn't it quite up. happen that way, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but Igor uh, leads the monster off into the nearby woods in the middle of a thunderstorm uh, and the monster is chasing the lightning. Uh, he gets struck by the lightning but dramatically stands up unharmed. Uh, honestly, do you know what would have been cool? This is a thunderstorm without rain. If it was torrentially raining, and in the shots there's this epic, like, silhouette of, like, the monster standing while, like, the rain is pouring down, and it's creating, like, this thick, like, silhouette, and then, like, thunder, you know, it just, that would be cool. It would, would be cool. cool. Would be if they didn't have to makeup, worry about, you know, well, shoot time, makeup, budget, melting makeup off, melting yeah, off exactly. in the rain. But since when have we seen a movie where it was actually, like, raining? Uh, Old Dark House? I feel like we've had. That was torrential. And I think yeah, it was raining yeah, kind of yeah, heavily yeah. at one, one part of Black Cat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then... I don't there, know were lo- there, the were, there were lots of, of, there were lots of rainy scenes and, and lightning. A lot, lots of lightning, because it's dramatic. And... But when we get further in, they're gonna start, you know, having more of that, you know, atmosphere. I hope so, hope so. Hope so, hope so. So, Igor recalls from the last movie, you, you know, your father was Frankenstein right. and your mother was lightning. You know, he wants uppies from his mom, <laughs> is why... 
Um, his plan immediately after is to track down the other son of Frankenstein and uh, promises the monster great strength. And and, and the, the ages of the sons don't make sense. I mean, we talked about this before, but he was never it's mentioned. Like he had a yeah. son, and then the next one. He was never, he never mentioned son? by the other one, and he doesn't mention the other one. It just, so it just it feels very strange. Yeah, it does. So uh, Dr. Ludwig Frankenstein, whom is his br- other brother. Right. Same mother. Another yeah. mother, but not, from the same mother, uh, is living in the nearby village of Viseria, where he uh, has this institution where he's curing the mentally ill with brain surgery yes brain surgery a little surprising it's like you, know, you might think you know psychology ward you know you sit in a fun little chair you have the little rubik's cubes to the sides or something you know something fun to play with or read while you're doing this instead you're getting your you're on anesthesia and your brain is being picked apart by somebody who you didn't even know. It's like could I wanted do that. to get inside your mind, like for real. I wanted to get my fingers in there. <laughs> I wanted to stick. I wanted to stick my persona in your gray matter. Uh, he with uh, he also has some assistance in Doctor Ketterling and Doctor Bomer. Uh, Doctor Bomer uh, was once Lowig's uh, teacher, uh, and he has been dethroned by his own students. And, and of course, that's got um, that's got to because. That's got to make you mad. Yeah, this interesting fact is expounded upon later. But yeah, we do have this cool little fact where it's like, you know, I was, he got so skilled that he, the teacher becomes the master. Yeah, you well, know, the, 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 the student goes. becomes the teacher. Oh yeah, something like yeah, that. that that's but the teacher know, becomes master, master becomes student, uh, but iron does not sharpen the No, iron. it doesn't. But in this case, uh, in this case, I think that he feels bad about that. Like he, he's like, I, I, you know, I, I can have my chance. I, I, I could have been a contender. You know, he's, he's constantly thinking like that, and that gets taken advantage of. I'm yeah, sure. and he does. Uh, there is also in the room like some of these weird doohickeys, and we'll see more of them later. But like, there's this robot-looking head-looking thing, and I'm like, why does it look like that? Well, it's, it's not. I don't know if it's Strickfaden or not. I mean, you know, why? But why? Why did? Why did Ludwig have all this stuff? You know, it just, it just, it would make sense if you know because the other Frankenstein brother, uh, Wolf. I mean, it makes sense for him because he's like, I'm, I'm continuing my father's work, but. With Ludwig, you're like, he's not really continuing his father's work. But I guess it wouldn't be Frankenstein without the strict fade machines. Yeah. So, uh, Igor and the monster arrive into Viseria and uh, immediately encounter a whole flock of geese that are being uh, led by a shepherd girl. At least we don't have a chicken chasing side quest. No, no, of course not. Bottles right now. <laughs> they are not. We're not uh, hurting chocobos. Right now. They're, right. Exactly. We don't need to catch fairies. I was not. Ma- I wasn't referencing right, Final but, Fantasy. But in but in this in this, in this case, <laughs> I I have read you know some summaries of this movie that said she was blind, but that doesn't make sense because she runs off and acts like she sees them. I don't. So go figure. I don't. I don't. It, again, it's not pivotal to the plot. So, yeah. Hey. And plus, she doesn't have the same color uh, hair color as Aerith. Yeah. There you go. So it's not Final Fantasy. Anyway, at least so while Igor is getting directions to Ludwig's house uh, from her, the monster wanders off and finds a little girl uh, who goes by the name Cloestine, whose ball has been thrown up on the roof by bullies. She asks if he could uh, get it for her, so the monster takes takes her up onto the roof for her to retrieve the ball. Okay, uh, and this uh, elicits great chaos among the villagers who thinks who think he's gonna throw um, her off the building. They wouldn't be completely out of you know, completely out of uh, character. For I don't that. know why he is taking like her along the journey. I'd assume you know he'd go get it for her, but then no, he's bringing her along. I guess for her to well, get her. Well, al- also 
you remember in the previous movies, or at least in Bride, I mean, uh, the monster has thrown people off. Uh, namely, he threw Carl off. Oh, oh, I just heard myself say it. He threw Carl off the castle. Oh. Karloff threw Carl off the castle. Um, so it wouldn't be that far removed for him to chuck a little girl. I mean, he chucked a little girl into some water and drowned her. So, but they, but, they, but these people don't know that. They, I don't think they know anything yeah, about the previous guy. But he does guy. smack like two people over <laughs> when they approach. He kills, he janks them. Kills yeah, well, what, what a right first away. impression, man. You're just like, you know, hands off the lady. Backhanded. Yeah, what are they going to think of him? Of course, they, yeah, you'll, you'll find out what they think. Falling down those stairs. A uh, man aims a gun at the monster on the roof uh, who, who's made his way onto the roof. But uh, Clostine's father uh, is like, you know, you're crazy. You'll kill her too. They're stuck to the classic meat shield tactic uh, that Frankenstein is, uh, monster is employing here. And since they aren't spreading a big tarp like firefighters and telling her to jump like right. sane people. Or, or at least a blanket. At this point, I would be spreading yeah, a tarp. Something. You know how they spread, like, a big tarp and tell you to jump? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if she could have jumped. But still, how would you make your way out of there quickly? So so all they can do, since there's nothing they can really do, is to beg the monster to come back down. And he does so only after Chloe and Igor tell him to, uh, tell him that they won't hurt him at all, uh, so come back down. Uh, although the monster is quickly arrested the moment he touches Rode, and Igor's like, No, you broke our promise. Right. No. Yeah, I, uh, t- next scene, I told you it wouldn't happen, and it's like, you can't control that it's, with those it's people. It's inevitable. Yep. Uh, next scene introduces lawyer Eric Ernst and his fiancée Elsa Frankenstein, named after the actor Elsa Lancaster, who played um, Mary Shelley in Bride of Frankenstein, which I and think was the, really and sweet. The bride. And the Bride of Frankenstein. Eric is played by Ralph Bellamy, who was the other guy uh, in The he's Wolfman. He's a boyfriend and character. He, he is, and he's, uh, there's a couple lines in here that are really wooden from him, but yeah, we gotta have we gotta have our David Manners, you know, here. And this this and Ralph Bellamy is the closest. I mean, what would you to... expect from a name uh, from a person who has the last name Bellamy? I don't know. There's there's qu- been quite a few Bellamys that I thought were pretty cool. This one though, you know, just kind of he just he he gets in, gets his lines out, and they they ring hollow in certain yeah. instances. And uh, his lines are him saying to Ludwig to look after the monster while the monster's on trial. Uh, and they need, they do need him there. Well, he does. No Eric, Eric, Eric does not know it's a monster. He probably just thinks it's a big lug of a guy. You know that you know, maybe with it's a little bit special. Yeah, he's like you know he cha- tore challenged apart or two something. people. Me, my challenged, and that you know, but they want, uh, they want Ludwig to come down there and kind of you know give, give a. Uh, give the whole assessment. Yeah, I mean, it. after all, this dude escaped a whole prison with more chains on that he has in that courtroom. So yes, but he does, they don't know that. So Frankenstein agrees to have a look at the prisoner as soon as he finishes with his right. excuses. I mean, his paperwork, and he sends Eric on his way. Just as he leaves, Igor is in the parlor, and uh, Igor is blackmailing Ludwig to try and take the monster and cure his ill body with lightning, just like his father did, and is uh, threatening to tell everyone who his relative was, uh, should he not do that. Right, especially especially his daughter. Yeah, I think there's the line, uh, I will do it, and it's like, you have to. Well, Ludwig doesn't want his, his daughter, um, Elsa, to know, you know, what, what his family uh, did. Yeah, Ludwig uh, does want to protect his daughter from his family's dark past, which doesn't go too well, as we see later, uh, as he opens a secret compartment containing his father's journal uh, in order to study his father's methods of lightning magic. Uh, although in uh, this movie, his name is devolved into Heinrich. Heinrich? 
Really? You went by Henry, and now you're Heinrich. I think they're too fancy. They're, too fancy. Well, in Son of Frankenstein, it was in there, but I think they were trying to make his name sound more, you know, kind of Germanic. But the connection's yeah. a little bit lost. Uh, the on monster me, but it, he fine. goes on trial in the town, but he is exercising his right to remain silent. <laughs> I mean, what else right. can you do? Where were you on the 49th of December? Right, yeah. So useful. Uh, the the judges and lawyers don't understand uh, his not talking, and they think he's insane. Be like, permission to, tr- to treat the witness as a hostile witness, sir, your honor. <laughs> Granted. <laughs> they offer the Bible, and then he tries to eat it or something, and they're like, what are you doing? Do you, uh, do you tell the truth? Tell the truth, the whole truth, yeah. and nothing but the truth. So help you God. Uh, not even Chloe asking him uh, while on his knee, uh, like he's Santa Claus, doesn't work as well. He's like, you know, who are you? And while he's sitting on his, uh, she's sitting on his knee, like saying, yeah, like he he's forgot, Santa Claus. he forgot that he can talk because you know he, he for Bride of Frankenstein, he's like food good, smoke good, we we belong dead, you know, stuff like that. And now he's just like nothing. But he smiled a little bit when the little girl came up. But it's like he, he you almost killed her according to the people there and then you're gonna let her come near the monster again yeah okay that's that's putting her in danger i mean you don't know she gets she gets her neck snapped yeah. what are you gonna do yeah exactly snapped like a a bud uh ripped off of a flower. or like a, or or like a <laughs> he pulls her head back like a pez dis, like a pez dispenser I mean, you, they're all gonna they're all gonna sit there and watch it watch it happen going uh, opens her head and reaches in <laughs> although although there is something in her head that he wants let's talk uh, about that yeah later. thankfully Ludwig is on the scene uh, but he doesn't recognize the monster, but the monster definitely does recognize him. How? Somehow just smelling that Frankenstein musk. Well, or, or he has, a, he has, a, a, there's different abilities that the, that the monster has. Maybe he has something where he can sense the DNA of, of his creator. But the thing is, the judge is like, oh, it looks like he recognizes you because he's giving a stout look and he's like, oh, like uh, how? He recognizes how? You. Like, how can you tell that? That's like a person who hears a cat say meow, and they say, oh, that he really wants his tuna, but he's really upset because his cat, he's a cat girlfriend stole his tuna and is now depressed. How did you get that from meow? He can sense the bloodline, of the, of the DNA bloodline, which I guess that's the, the, what the mummy can do, too. Yeah, he did. He he's read like, the actor's I, he read, This guy's last name is Frankenstein. Maybe he's the same, you know, similar guy that, that made me. Uh, anyway. Yeah, and uh, this causes him to be hostile because, oh, it's a Frankenstein. Uh, he then bursts out of his chair and attempts an attack before uh, Yegor summons him away with his uh, horn. And they speed yep. away from the chasing crowd in a wagon to sum that up. Uh, next scene, Elsa snoops into her father's study and reads the Frankenstein journal. Uh, you mean logs into his iPad and watches movie. the other movie. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just like the Muppets. I read the script of the last movie to figure out what happened before now. Uh, or technically, yeah, before the events of the first movie, because this is him making a, uh, getting the body. Even, even stuff. But then, uh, you know, even it's like stuff now to that, get a brain. That, that Henry didn't know. Even stuff Henry didn't know. Like the, supposedly the information in this book is stuff that Henry wasn't even present for. So, okay. Wow. Yeah, I think it's first movie he didn't know. Oh, he didn't no, know he it didn't. was right. a bad brain. Then why is it in the journal as as this happened and then this happened? You know, the, how do you know? And that's where that really stops. Actually, I think they did re- uh, refilm the close-ups of Boris Yes, Carlock they did, but they didn't refilm Colin Clive to be a different actor, as we'll see. They, they used Colin yeah. Clive again. As she reads uh, that line, though, guess what? She eyes a shadowy arm uh, on the wall and looks up to see the monster 
lurking in the window, and Igor just peeks up from behind him, like, what's up? Yeah, we, 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 we were watching, and it was kind of funny. He was, it's like the monster, and he goes, oh, and he just put, he says, like, hey, what's up? I'm here. <laughs> Uh, Igor is here too. Uh, yeah, look, you know, Igor knows he's that... the best thing about this movie. I'm sorry, he's, ri- he's... Uh, the monster grabs Elsa, but Ludwig is able to subdue like actually all of them uh, with knockout gas uh, in the hallway that looked to be kind of like those halls in the Black Cat. Uh, because uh, in that scene, uh, similarly to the situation, Ketterling gets uh, KO'd. He's knocked out by yeah, the beast. Yeah, the yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, Ke- yeah, Ke- because of the Black Cat, there was a scene later on in the movie where like one of the doctors gets you know killed by... Um, Boris Karloff's character, yeah. Yeah, the, just, yeah Boris Karloff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallmark yeah, Polzig. Yeah, Polzig, yeah, right. Yeah, it's, I'm just like, yes. they look awfully similar. Awfully similar. But then again, in a psychology ward, I would not think there would be knockout gas why why yeah, why that yeah that why is does true. He have yeah. what does that have why? to do with any kind of psychological stuff that you need to do like i guess if, if the person gets a little too crazy you want to knock them out i don't know i guess i guess actually that could make some sense uh after the monster dramatically puts head to floor lowick puts him on the examination table uh but the monster awakens and tries to attack because after all he he got out of that uh examination table long ago and he's not going to be stuck to it again he remembers. Uh, but he tries to attack, uh, which uh, Bulmer uh, actually walks in on with surprise as uh, Ludwig is uh, knocking him back out again. Uh, Ludwig clarifies to him that he wants to dissect him limb by limb, uh, disassembled, just like he was as- uh, assembled. Uh, some disassembly required. Wouldn't cremate him do, do just as well? Set him on fire, you know, burn him to ash. You don't, you don't have to do all that work. Well, you know, uh, that is effective. Uh, you know, we just have to wait 30, 40 minutes until that actually okay, happens. Okay, okay, understood. <laughs> understood. Uh, Burn refuses uh, to help him, though, claiming it would be uh, straight-up murder, you know. Uh, next scene, while studying his family journals, Logan is visited by the ghost of his father, uh, also played by Cedric Hardwick. Yeah, that doesn't make Why? a lot of sense. Okay, like, I, I, I understand Colin Clive died, like, after, you know, Brad came out. But surely, surely at least you get a guy who looks more similar to his younger self, you know, especially after using the, you know, the the first movie scenes. The, how on earth would you think, oh, we're going to use the old version of him when he's dead? I feel like that's like a weird trope where it's like you use the old version of people when they're dead because that was the version you last saw him in. But wouldn't like be realistically if you were, you know, hallucinating your uh, your dead relative alive, wouldn't you think of him or her as your uh, when you remembered him uh, or her most fondly you know when they were possibly young. i don't think there really is a rule about those things like you know what if your cousin dies you wouldn't remember the cousin being old you would remember right, cousin right, being right, young because right. that's what your brain wants to show you and latch on to i guess i don't i just don't understand that trope i guess yes yeah, cedric hardwick uh who is his father his father actually says you know uh he had a bad brain in him and uh, what could you do if you replace the brain? Which is a bit, it, it, it's very interesting. You know, that thought being like, you know, rolling it back to the last movie and like bring, you know, it started this thread back here and it finished it up back here by like, you know, you know yeah, I think so. Yeah, I so well, that. you know, yeah. that's, a, that's an interesting, you know, plot point that I'm glad they brought that in. Lowig's plan is to replace his brain with Ketterling's brain because Ketterling was noble and educated, and I also guess it's a recent brain, so I guess that would help things, I guess. Not soon removed, I guess. So I think I think there was some soul stuff in, you know, Black Friday, and Boris Karloff was in a movie 
Uh, he was in a adaptation of Black Friday. Yes, in the forties, yes. I think there there was a, the a brain a brain things. removal kind of personality change switcheroo kind of aspect of that movie. I'm not sure who the, the writer was, but they probably used some of those elements in this just just because. Yeah. Oh, it was uh, Kurt Sudmack and Derek Taylor. Ah. That's funny. But um, Ludwig calls Bomer Nigor and tells him he plans to put Ketterling's brain. And um, they're gonna uh, the placement of a normal brain uh, might result in a creature who's an actual boon man to mankind. And uh, seeing that he has Ketterling's brain on hand, uh, Lewig agrees and prepares for the operation. Uh, Yeager protests that he's gonna lose his friend, and he asks Lewig to use, or he asks Bomer to, no, he asks uh, Lewig to use his brain instead, which is honestly weird. It's you know the brain stuff, and it's like use my brain, I'll be stronger and stuff. Is uh, his actual um, plans behind this? Uh, but Ludwig refuses because obviously, you know, you're not, you're not the greatest guy. You're, you have a malevolent, you know, look to you. Yeah, and that's probably the, the, a very smart thing that the doctor has done. Why make someone as wicked as Igor in, into yes, Unstoppable Yes, why? Monster? Why would you? And of course, that's what Bomer wants, you know, Bomer, you know, the, Bomer could help. Yeah, and uh, Elsa's like, Ludwig, Ludwig, or father, father, please stop your experiments. They're really silly, um, but he is going to do them. Igor tells Bomer that he should not be subordinate to Ludwig um, like he has been over the years. He is uh, appealing to him by going like, you know, uh, yeah, you're past here. Uh, I, I guess I looked at the script or I, I looked at your fate sheet. Right. I guess if we use RPG terms. Right. I looked at your aspects. <laughs> I saw your flaws and I am pointing them out and going, well, you could be, you know, the good guy. You could be, you could finally pull out again and the, be the master. Uh, only if you make my brain instead. And then it's like, you know, he actually does um, succeed to yeah, convince him. Yeah, and I think what he's trying to say is, you know, if I if I get to be the all-powerful dude, uh, I He's like, ta- if I get to retain my I could take over this country again, and make, you know, bring your reputation back. Yeah, I can make all that happen. I can make it all happen for you. Yo, you know, I got friends on the other side. Command. Yeah. Uh, the police arrive at uh, Loewig's house there searching for the monster because they're like, yeah, he's been in there t- far too long. What are you doing with him? Uh, Eric and the police uh, are asking about Dr. Kettling's whereabouts as well, but Dr. Uh, Loewig uh, says he left on a train that morning. Uh, he's actually dead. He doesn't know uh, that. He doesn't reveal that. They find a secret room uh, that they're in, but Igor and the monster have fled, so... So the, when they find this secret room, you know, they're like, there are weird machines around, and the lightning, uh, strict fade in machines, and they're like, really? Yeah, but, but before they even find the secret room underneath one of the, you know, one of the strict fade machines, they're just kind of like, yeah, this is for my experiments. And you're like, okay. But they find a weird dungeon underneath, uh, <laughs> underneath... Underneath one of the machines, and you're like, "How do you explain this away?" Well, this is where I keep somebody that's uh, if they're you know a little bit more the crazier this of my patients. This is where patients. I refrigerate my grandfather. Right, exactly. You know? Exactly. They're like, and they're like, "Okay, this this tracks." And like, what? Yeah. But the thing is, a new thread in this is starting as the monster, uh, along with Yegor, goes to kidnap uh, young Chloe uh, from her own uh, house, uh, not even having done anything bad to her. And he brings her to the laboratory, insisting that her brain is the one that goes in instead. It's it's like, okay. And the thing is, he understood this just from pointing at her head and to his head. Then Bomer goes, oh, he wants her brain. Really? It would have been far more epic if he actually said that, like in Bride of Frankenstein, you know. I missed, you know, when he was actually intimidating, you know, like the books yeah. were in Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. Missed when he was intimidating. I mean, I, I know that having, um, I know that having Lon Chaney Jr. talk would not have been really that great. It would probably break a lot of the immersion because he is a different voice and a new voice to that as well. So, 
I, I guess it's better that he doesn't talk. Although he could do it really well. Yeah. He could do it really he could, well. He could. He could. But I, I'll always hear Boris Karloff's voice in his in Yeah. His, uh, no one can. T- I, I don't think Lon Chaney Jr. is the type of guy to be talking about, you know, philosophy and stuff. Nope. Uh, but unfortunately, he knocked over a lamp as he was exiting, and our house is yeah, burning of course, down. Yeah, of course, the dad finds out about it, and he's, of course, grief-stricken and horrified and, and tries to track everybody down Yeah, so later, Ludwig though. is um, triggering all of the, you know, lightning machines to buzz in a very, very noisy manner. Very noisy. Uh, Igor gets crushed behind a door, I guess. Uh, the monster is prepared for transplant, and uh, unbeknownst to him, Bomer swaps the brains out for Igor's brain. So the brain is actually Igor's now. He's dead, you know, he doesn't have a brain in him anymore. Igor is down. Uh, meanwhile, back at the ranch, everyone is frantic about the monster having vanished, and uh, Chloe Steen is gone, and uh, her father's like, you know, my house burned down, and our go- and my daughter is gone. Where, what on earth could we do? And uh, so they're deciding to go out with pitchforks and torches. You know, we can't yeah, get torch, enough of uh, that. Yeah, torch mob assembled uh, again. If you have a universal picture, you will always have some of that. And if it's, I don't think it's any of it was in uh, the Dracula series as of no. so far. But they're bound to bring it back in with Son of Dracula. There might be a torch mob there, somewhere. There, there will likely be a and torch can, mob And they can assemble so quickly. You know, they just go like, hey, what you doing, what you doing tonight? Uh, nothing much. Torch mob? Yeah, sure, torch yeah, mob. Yeah, sure, Let's torch mob. It. Let's leave our babies behind and stuff and leave our cats yeah, they'll unattended. Be, they'll be fine. Leave leave the baby in, in the baby changing uh machine I guess. it's not a machine no it's the, not the things in the bathroom <laughs> the, what, the, what the, the crib like no the little diaper changing stations oh okay i guess leave them laying on leave them laying on that and yeah, just run the, off the the, the wow. thing that they tell you not to do you know yes um so eric uh has come back to the castle he's confirmed with love with kunforzum that operation uh has been successful um and you know the monster is now dr kettering now um though he does uh, everyone is shocked when the monster suddenly starts speaking with Igor's voice and boasts that uh you know oh i have strength and i'll rule the world i have the strength it's, of it's a pretty funny men. hearing that you know that voice come out of that i am Igor. it's really funny hearing it coming out of lon cheney jr's mouth yeah also the thing about it is is there was not a throat uh transplant there was no vocal cord transplant it was a brain transplant yeah. It was a brain transplant. So there's just one little noggin away from yeah, speech. Yeah, well, it, you just go with it. It's basically the point of this movie. Don't think about it too much. Just go with it. Yeah, just go with it. Um, What's happened next? Uh, yeah, he he has speech. He has Bela Lugosi's voice. Uh, it's very funny. Uh, he, But unfortunately, his blood type uh, is not the same uh, after he is a... He knocks uh, Boer uh, into a machine, which uh, frizzles him out. He's electrocuted, and uh, Ludwig gets downed. Or maybe that was Boer saying, you know, the bloodline. But uh, it turns out he's blinded by the, that fact. His blood is the same type as Kettering's, but not the same as Igor's. It will not feed the sensory nerves. Boer, you played me a trick. What good is a brain without eyes to see? And so um, Lon Chaney Jr. is just uh, walking around with his arms stretched out, blind, flailing around. And that's that's and, actually uh, why in the future movies, Frankenstein's monster, he's always got his arms out. Is he out really straight. even in like the House of Dracula's, the House of Movies? He's just walking around blind and crashing into stuff. The walking, the putting the arms I out. I mean, ima- imagine and, what would happen in the Abbot Costellos where this he is does the monster, he's he just put, crashing into he put, stuff. He, put, he puts his arms out and clomps around. That's 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 a thing now. Yeah, that well. is a thing. But we are getting to the end of the movie. Yeah, there's uh, fire 
fire uh, that has been set on, and uh, he eventually uh, burns uh, down. And it's this epic, you know, as we said earlier, it's this epic, you know, like, pan-down shot into the window as he's burning and, like, the things are all coming down. It's honestly a great final shot. And then also there's this last shot where we have, Elsa you know... Elsa and, and Eric? Yeah, Elsa and Eric are walking into the sunset with, like, the matte paintings doing it. And I was like, Yeah, it's a little over, over the top. It's How? total whiplash, too, because you're like, la da 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 Yeah, like, it oh, is a very on. nice end shot. Um, what she? What if I not mentioned? I remember some things. Oh yeah. Um, she when Chloe, uh, Chloe Estine is uh, carried out of the house by uh, Frankenstein's monster. She is a burrito for the whole scene. She is a tiny burrito, and that is honestly Wrapped adorable. Wrapped up in the blanket, she looks like a little burrito. She's a burrito. Yep. She is a literal burrito, and it is adorable because she's just in bed with the blanket and, it and is a burrito. she does live. They don't take out her brain, so that's at least good. They, you know, I uh, her her I also noted down visceria. In, or vis, Viseria instead of Viseria or however it's, it's, it's Viseria. It, it just sounded it a little weird. Or was should, a, well, wasn't that the name of the village uh, of the village Viseria? Yeah, that's yeah, okay, Viseria. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Um, funky face. Uh, I think that was uh, Frank Frankenstein's um, monster. I guess had a funky. Yes, face. he did. And then uh, the lightning machine had swirls. Yes, it, and it was very loud too. Very very loud. Can you? Can I? You and that scene was yourself. very very. You can't loud. hear yourself. But, uh, th- hear yourself yeah, thinking. that was that was a fragmented summary of this movie, as if you were bouncing from segment to segment of Frankenstein's monster and going, "Oh yeah, this exists." Uh, yeah, and but then it, shambling it, along. But the very um, end though was was honestly nutty. this movie. This whole movie was sort of nutty. But it was also pretty okay, great well, at the glad, same time. I'm glad you I liked it. I say it's a pretty good movie. It is honestly one that you can watch uh, again. Like you can watch the movie again and then have a, a good experience. And it's so short, the movie you, again. you get the whole all, the whole experience in a very short period of time. Yeah. Although I think you said it should have been called the other son of Frankenstein. Uh, the, although again they called it the ghost of Frankenstein because of the one scene yeah, where there's a ghost of Frankenstein at most. And I originally thought it's, you know, they're going to resurrect the ghost of Frankenstein's monster uh, because they do confuse the the bride of Frankenstein. They confuse Frankenstein's monster for Frankenstein. And so I'm like, the ghost oh, of we've Frankenstein, got, are we going to see Frankenstein's the, the Frank- monster's Frankenstein's ghost? Tomb, Frankenstein's hand. Frankenstein's fur coat that he lost yep. and has put on a milk carton because he needs it really bad. But honestly, yeah, Yegor Yegor got shot in the last movie really bad, and I don't, uh, and somehow survived that. And a lot of times, people don't. Well, they, survive they, they, yeah, that's true. But they had they hung bullets. him, and he lived through that. I, I know they hung him, but it's it's not like you can't. Rec- you, that's only like breaking of the neck, like getting shot with bullets. Those will be in you for weeks unless you like that's pull true. them out. That's true, and that'll be painful. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's this movie. Next movie that we are doing is the Mummy's Hand. To, uh, and- tomb. <laughs> the right. see, it's the Thank sequel you. to the mummy's yeah, hand. Yeah, see, we watched that, and it just a little bit of a spoiler. It does not deserve the name Mummy's Tomb. So I keep thinking of it as something else because I'm like, why is it named the Mummy's There's Tomb the... when? Right, and you'll exactly. have to see for next episode. And honestly, that one's really. F- I feel like it's along the same level as this one, but like the story, just the way it works, is just a lot more. It doesn't work. It's timey whitey. Uh, this movie, at least, is more. It, it's it's wrapped up more. It makes more sense. Uh, it's more cohesive. I feel like it's sort of a marriage between what it was previously and the ape. Wow. And I will clarify more what I mean later. But, uh, yeah, that was this episode on the ghost of Frankenstein. Honestly, I have said a lot because of, you, you gave know, some positive about stuff. It. And I like the movie. I like the movie. And same with Son of Frankenstein. I like the movie. And uh, the other two really likes. They are solid, definitely. I like the three. You could watch all well, the four fourth of these one, and have a great I, time. I have to disagree a little bit about the fourth one. I think that... that 
the first three, I think, are more uh, have a lot more meat on their bones, so to speak. You know, they're yeah. This one still falls off, but it's still it's still likable. It's still cohesive. The writing was, you know, it definitely it was entertaining. Made is what you were saying? Yes, right. That's that's a lot. And it's it was a lot entertaining. To say about that is it? It wasn't boring. It, it got to it and it you know get in, get gone. That's that's okay. It's likable. Okay, okay. It's a I, mid. I, it's a it's mid. A mid. Yeah. But uh, speaking of mid, the the, the other movie, uh, I will probably review it sort of the same, but uh, you'll just have to see, uh, you know, what we thought of it in the next episode. So, yeah, see you then, and uh, let's disassemble this yep. thing and shoot lightning through Zap. The strength Burn it. Zap. Burn to the ground. The existing podcast. Burn it to the ground. Have a good night. Bye. All right. Grrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr